0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another day in the world of Black Push, Push Talking. Welcome, I'm James Henderson. <laughs> And um, today and I'm I have, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> special guests uh, with me today. And you know, so there's been a, a few things that have been on um, the mind of people as of late uh, in dealing with the issues and stuff that we have to deal with, and particularly, um, for lack of a better phrase, banking while black.
1: Yes, yes, we so. have two great topics today. And um, yeah, so well, it, it's one right. Yeah. We use banking while black, but we have two different scenarios. So the first one, I'm pretty sure everybody is familiar. Ryan Kugler, who is the director of Black Panther, he also has done Fruitvale Station, Creed. He's an amazing director. One and two. One and two. Well, yeah. the second one, his friend kind of took over that he couldn't really he couldn't get into it. The second one. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a huge Ryan Coogler, I love Ryan Coogler, he's so amazing, like Black Panther is just, <laughs> anyway, so we all know this story, um, well, uh, you know, at least some of us are familiar with it, so Ryan Coogler, um, he was in Atlanta, currently shooting the second uh, Wakanda, or Black Panther, um, and he was trying to deposit $10,000 or withdraw $10,000. And during that time, the teller assumed that he was a bank robber. He fit, he supposedly fit the description of a bank robber. He wrote on a note to be discreet, um, you know, and there's a couple of things. I mean, he had a hat, he had a mask. Obviously, you know, we're in COVID, COVID times yeah. and he is a celebrity. So, you know, he was discreet. Um, so the cop did detain his friends and they did detain him um, and Bank of America has come out with an apology to the director Ryan Coogler after he was assumed to be a bank robber and briefly handcuffed by the police while trying to withdraw money from a bank in Atlanta so that was last week that was um, on the 9th that that happened and they recently came out with an apology
0: Yeah, but you don't have to apologize if your tellers are doing things the way they're supposed to be doing now. Mm -hmm. uh, How do you make the assumption? Is it because he wrote the note to be discreet, but he didn't ask for anything Mm -hmm. outside of the fact that he might have filled out a uh, a, um, a, a, a withdrawal slip? Mm -hmm. Which gives you my account number, my name, Mm -hmm. and the amount that I need to withdraw. So how do you go from that... To making the assumption right. that he's robbing the bank when clearly he's only asking for a specific amount. Mm. Now, I, now I mean, answer that for me. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, and you know, to make that kind of assumption could could be a death penalty for for someone. You know.
1: Yes, it could have been worse. Yeah,
0: it could have been um, a lot worse because the police could have came in with guns blazing.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: and he may not have. You know he may not have been given the opportunity Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, to defend himself or Mm -hmm. speak uh, on behalf of his own
1: Mm -hmm. self.
0: Now, you know, I understand he dealt with it very calmly. Yeah. But, I mean, the simple fact that he even had to deal with that kind of situation. Now, name recognition doesn't, you know, it don't really you know Mm -hmm.
1: uh, uh,
0: it doesn't move the needle for me so maybe she maybe the teller was that same type of person where okay all right I don't recognize the name let's just move on and she just kind of went and and made it but Mm -hmm. we don't know if it was race-based
1: yeah, yeah, I do agree like and and I think this just raises a different topic almost as like snap judgment. I think um I don't think I wouldn't say people are racist but we are inherently um prejudiced sometimes. I mean, it's just naturally it, um especially someone that is a Caucasian. Um so I think this kind of just to me I, I like this topic cuz it just raises concerns like it it's not that they weren't doing their job but at the same time he would have been treated differently if he wasn't, uh, you know, black. And they probably would have asked him more details. Hey, can I get a second form of ID? Right. Hey, let me t- let me give you a couple months moments. Let me research before I actually get the police involved. Let me actually do the due diligence and make sure, you know.
0: Okay. So you may mention a second form of ID. That kind of leads into the next direction that I, uh, the next Story I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up. Uh, do we have a video? The video for the Wells Fargo. No. Okay. Well, it's just it, uh, I, I wanted to. There was a story, and it was actually um, a video I found on YouTube um, as I was doing a little research on this topic, where a young man up in Nova Scotia—not Nova Scotia, but up in like the Wisconsin area—and mm-hmm uh US bank uh denied that he went to make a deposit of a nine hundred dollar check mm-hmm. and he went to go make a deposit and uh uh he just finished his work shift was going to make a deposit mm-hmm. and they detained him.
1: And mm-hmm. the
0: police were called in and you know the the Branch manager, who, you know, was telling him, no, you can't, you know, and was trying to explain to him whatever, claimed to the police that mm-hmm. he had actually made a phone call to the company mm-hmm. that the check was written from. and um, But the video shows that the, the banker didn't actually make the call till the police showed up mm-hmm. after he was in handcuffs. Wow. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, th- again what we're seeing is yeah. a, a uh I'm starting to see a trend of of mm-hmm. uh, banking issues, you know, people of color having <coughs> issues when they go to the bank. So yes. um there's a story here and I had a, we had a uh, well, well, we'll get to it. Maybe we'll come back to this topic at a, at an, uh, another time. Mm-hmm. But um again mm-hmm. in um uh, Sugarland, Texas, near Houston, um, a doctor, a female doctor, had gone to uh, Miss uh, Mitchell Stewart had gone to a cha- uh, J.P. Morgan Bank mm-hmm. to deposit a sixteen hundred dollar, a sixteen thousand dollar check, yes. um, and she's a doctor, but she was accused that the bank didn't want to open up the account for her mm-hmm. because. They have basically had accused her that she was t- committing, uh, attempting to commit fraud.
1: Mm. He said, "Which bank was this again?" Chase. Chase. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, Sounds like
0: Chase. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I. I know. And but see, here's the thing that. Um, so, and you know, they said. Um, let me see, and I'm going to skip down here a little bit. But the discrimination she faced is a pattern in practice when it comes to black people engaging with financial institutions in this country. Uh, Mitchell Stewart's uh, attorney, uh, Justice Mo- Justin Moore, said in a statement to the Washington Post, for a black female physician to be treated in this way uh, by Chase is a devastating reminder that no matter how hard we try, and, uh, and how far we climb, major corporations in this country still view us as nothing. And, I mean, you know, that says a lot when it comes to that kind of statement, that sentiment is kind of, uh, you know, um, a lot of people of color feel that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, you know, so what happens when we start pulling our money out of these banks? Mm. you know uh, what kind of impact do, would will it make if we found uh mm-hmm. founded our own black banks or went into uh mm-hmm. dealt with b- black banks that are already in existence and putting our monies into those banks mm-hmm. um we can kind of start fixing mm-hmm. you know some of these issues by um uh what do you call a Taking our well money, taking basically just taking a divesting, taking our money out of the system, mm-hmm. uh, in that manner, and and going another direction with it, yeah, that's an option that you know. And because I chase, you know. Uh, a bank with Chase Bank. Maybe I need to consider that myself <laughs> after reading the, the, the article yeah. and everything. And these are some of the things that we can do. Now, I'm just one person with a few bucks. But, I mean, if I had a mm-hmm. $50,000 bank account, uh, 150000 a million dollar account, and I started divesting out mm-hmm. of Chase Bank, um, U.S. Bank, uh, Wells Fargo, um Bank of America. The, the, these are practices that are, you know, it seems random. Do we know what
1: Klug, Bank Klugler was at? Oh, yeah, Bank of America. Bank of America. Yes. Which this I is Chase Bank. <laughs> um,
0: we know that um, the practice of redlining has taking place with Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank for the Young mm. Man up north that yes. I was just mentioning of, so we know it's being practiced. You know, mm-hmm. these the behavior of the employees of these banking institutions are putting their personal spin on what they think, and you know, I get it. You, you, there's certain rules and and practices that they're taught to to go by mm-hmm. and everything, but it seems to me like. Those practices are double-edged because, yes, I can use my personal, um, uh, what I see, what's taking place at hand personally and and make a, a judgment call at that point, but... What I do, do I treat everybody the same way With when I make those judgment calls? Or am I discriminating against yeah. people of color while I'm making those judgment calls? Because you, as a, you being a black man or a black woman, a, 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 a male or female of color, that uh, you couldn't possibly... Be making this kind of money. Well the truth of the matter is people are making that kind of money. They are you know a $16,000 in a check for a doctor isn't you know right it's it's not a $700 check Mm -hmm. you know that you know where people my point is is that we have to the banking industry has to rethink uh, how they choose to deal and handle people of color and their monies because yes. at the end of the day, once divestment starts to take place and the reinvestment and the reinvestments are being done with banking institutions who are going to treat us fairly, then you know, these the current banking institutions will start filling that pinch um now you know
1: yeah i agree like i think um and this is with almost everything like we need to have certain things set in place for us and people of color like when we first opened up banks they didn't have to consider um you know being prejudged, being prejudiced, like you know, what I'm, different elements. When you see someone that supposedly fits the description of someone that that's a robber, but they're you know they're just black, and. It's time that these corporations and these companies get together and they consider everything because they. this is embarrassing for Bank of America. I mean, I, under, I mean, she felt as if she was doing her job, which, you know, I, I understand. I'm always looking at the nuance of things. But at the same time, she went, you know, she, she immediately thought that he was a threat. She immediately reported it to her manager. They immediately got the police involved. Like you said, it could have been much worse. So we have to consider all of that. Because for him, this he may have been so scared. This may have been like the, you know, because he's a black man. So at the end of the day, you're not only, you know, it's not only humiliating for the company, but it's also can leave traumatic um, scars for the person. So I just think corporations they need to all get together and come up with come up with a um, an ethical plan as far as like. I'm responding to people of color and making sure that they don't feel prejudged. Because at the end of the day, yeah, if we took our money out, you know, they would they would fall down. So, um, and as far as like black banks, I I think that, that that I mean that's great. I would I would love for I I can't wait for us to expand with that. I know of, of a few black banks. I think like black people more than money, we need capital and, and we need to be able to have our own so we can you know trust in each other so these situations right. don't happen.
0: You know, there's a, uh, I'm looking as I look down here and I see that in 27, November of 2017, a black woman in Fort Lauderdale uh, said a Wells Fargo branch employee acclu- uh, accused her of forgery and called the police when she tried to deposit a check of $140. Now... Uh, forging yeah uh so the lady actually ended up suing the uh, for uh, Wells Fargo for racial discrimination 8 months after that but you know uh and the bank um uh, reached a settlement confidentially um there was another case in Detroit where yeah. um a discrimination lawsuit, where his former lawyer, uh, former employer, was accused of fraud when he tried to deposit uh, a settlement check. So, I mean, you again. These these are. The first things these people are doing, seem to be doing, is just, let's just throw, you know, let's just throw something at them, throw a label on them, accuse them for whatever, fraud or, you know, forgery and whatnot, and um, see if it'll stick. But the problem is your employer as a, you know, banking institution has to, de- ends up with egg on their face when they find out that these people are legitimate people doing mm-hmm. legitimate business track uh, transactions and uh, are being mistreated in this manner by their employees. And, uh, you know, so they can hide behind the, the wording of you know, I, uh, by saying that I, I was only doing my job but what gave you the, the first impression that it was a forgery to begin with are you did, did are these folks doing their due diligence and making the phone call taking a check and and it has the bank and bank number and accounting number, routing yeah. number, uh, the account number and routing yeah. number on the bottom of the check, so you can always check to see where it came from and if it's fraudulent. Yeah. You can always call the, the the business, yeah, who issued the check to see if it's fraudulent. So to make that assumption,
1: yeah,
0: you know, uh, uh, so this is just another way that uh, to get people of color into a um, of harassing and Mm. you know it seems some of us would think that it's just blatant um, discrimination Mm -hmm. Um, some people will call it um, microaggressions and whatnot so these are the kind of things that as people of color have to you know deal with on a daily basis Um, I'm gonna tell you now that you know some people want to you know it's not that bad, and idea, yeah, well, you know what, try walking in our shoes, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, give people the same, give everyone the same grace is what I will leave off saying, yeah. give everybody the same grace, and everything will be fine um and and really just acknowledging that, like I said, there's you some we are inherently or people Caucasians are usually inherently um prejudice and it's no it's not anyone's fault just like we are inherently we have we have issues that we dealt with from our ancestors that we're still trying to break mm-hmm. mental chains that we're still trying to break so Acknowledging it and doing the work to break it, and saying, "Okay, when I look at this person, my mind instantly thinks fear. Why? Let me let me figure out why am I scared when I instantly see someone? You know, like do the work. Like it's 2022. Do the work because <laughs> do the work. Like we no excuses. We got Google. We got books. We got everything. So yeah. do the work. Give people yeah, especially
0: voice. especially in the <laughs> banking industry none of yeah. this stuff should be taking place." Yeah. When you have every means and option at hand yeah. to be able to um, double check, triple check, to yeah. see if, if it's fake, if it's fraudulent, but just to accuse someone and to yeah. uh, call the authorities um, and law enforcement on them because of what you think when you actually haven't done the work. Exactly, uh, uh, and you've done your due diligence. So, I mean, you know, th- it's it's unfortunate, but that these things are happening. But they are happening, and um, so again, these are these are things that are taking place in our country. Um, just be careful what you do, how you go about doing it, uh, folks. Um, it's really important that. Uh, you you do your due diligence in doing your job. Whether you are uh, in the banking industry or you're working for a nonprofit organization, or um, you know, do the research, um, protect yourself uh, at all times, all costs, as best you can. Uh, particularly particularly when you're out in the streets in public, um, be very careful where you go. What you do and what you say, folks, because uh, any of that can be used against you at any time. Because the cameras always seem to be rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, again, uh, this has been Push Talk. I'm James, and with Brianna, uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Thank you yeah. for joining us on this podcast Thank you guys. Uh, and talking about black banking. And uh, you'll be hearing from us soon, and we'll have some more uh, wonderful topics to uh, share with you all. So, but until then, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend, and um, God bless
1: you. Yeah.